<laughs> we're here without Chris Casby this week, and uh, we're going to miss him very much. However, we have a really great replacement. This is Topher Hickman. He's a level one judge from the area. Hey there. And we also have Daniel Sale with us, obviously. I'm eating this taco whether you like it or not. Welcome to Scrubland. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, we want to talk about things this week. The first thing we're, the first couple of things we're going to talk about, probably uh, Topher wants to be on here mostly to talk about the judge program and uh, things that uh, are going to go on with that over the course of the next couple months and how things are going to happen. And I have some questions about the pre-release, and I'm sure we have some things we want to know about. Uh, we're going to talk about some cards we like from the new set. Uh, we're also going to talk about. Uh, pre-release experiences, and we're going to talk about uh, Cobblade and other things, you know, just the new standard format, because that's what everyone wants to hear about. And, uh, you know, I, I maybe if I get get the chance, I'm going to pimp some Kyle Rose, because, I mean, I'm a total fanboy, and that's how it is. Sure. Yeah. So we have to talk about Cobblade, because it warps podcasts. Right? Yes. Uh, absolutely. So, yeah, it definitely does that. Hey, Topher, lightning round. Uh, did you or did you not kill Chris Casby in an effort to be get on to the Scrubland podcast? Shit, you're on to me. I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> he sent us an email. We set up a time, and then he was like, "Oh, Chris Casby magically can't be here." He so get, he texted me. He's gonna be here at eleven thirty. See, now that may or may not happen. I mean, I mean <laughs> eleven thirty when, like, like November thirtieth. <laughs> exactly. Or, <laughs> who knows? That's when we find the body. Topher, we're on to you. He sent it from the Scrubland email, so I mean, you can go. You back hacked and our email too. <laughs> Are you God? <laughs> Judges are everywhere. <laughs> Jeez. I'm going to plead the fifth. All, All right. right. Topher, level one judge. Tell us about some judge stuff. I want to I want to know about being a level one judge in well, all its glory. The cool thing about being a level one judge is that right now it's harder than it will be next month. <laughs> right now you have to know how to run a competitive level event, and next month you won't. So do they give you a title raise for that, or are they just going to let anybody in now? Uh, you still have to pass the test and not be a dick. Oh, wow. That's yeah. pretty important yeah. to the game. Yeah. Wait, are you guys union? Uh, no, we're not union. <laughs> oh, see, see, no, see, that's, what, that's what's happening. Like, they're deregulating your whole, your whole thing, and now it's just it's, the floodgates are open. No, but the, I'm sorry, buddy. The, the basic... Pretty Precept. soon a robot's going to be able to do your job. <laughs> well, I am a robot. <laughs> wow. A robot killed Chris Casby. Chris Casby yeah. killed by cyborgs. All right. <laughs> he's, a pretty, he's a pretty easy target. Whoa. All right. Uh, being a level one judge is sort of sweet, right? Like, don't you like you get stuff? Uh, you can get stuff. Um, that's, all I've, that's all I'm worried about. Yeah. Getting stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, I do it for the love of the game. There is some stuff to be had, but... Uh, it's, it's stuff to make it worth your while, right? Yeah, yeah. it's... I mean, nobody's going to get rich off the judge program, but... Uh, oh, yeah, we are. You're but gonna, <laughs> from what I hear, you you're can going pay to for enriched. your trip. Oh, oh, oh. Enriched with your pay. Enriched. Did you guys hear that beat right there? We all had to process yes. that? Yeah. yeah wow. <laughs> Tover's taking it to another level with this cyborg brain. Yeah, but uh, right, I think... With the ch new changes to the judge program, uh, the, the the baseline to become a level one judge is that you have to be able to run a regular event uh, like an FNM. So the expectation is not there if they say, hey, you're a level one judge, uh, we've got a grand pre-trial, uh, if you're going to come work this, we're not going to assume that you already know what you're doing. Right now, that right. assumption is there, but after this change in the program, it, the variance between a beginning level one judge and a almost level two judge is going to be much wider than it is right so, now. So uh, level one judges, we're going to really hope you have a smartphone and level, level two judges, <laughs> maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, every judge, especially at uh, they legacy are, events. They are smartphones? Should have. Uh, well, we're, we plug into the robots. You, know. um, you should have some access to Oracle because I'll tell you what, uh, when you're judging a standard event, rule number one, read the card. Right. When you're judging a legacy event, rule number one, don't read the card, read Oracle. Right, right, right. Because cards rarely say what they do. Right. In standard, most of the time, they say what they do. There's a Unless you're really unlucky. few exceptions. I have a, a, a goal at each of the events that I judge. I like to have at least one weird rules question that is worthy of turning into a question on the judge test. Hmm. 
because uh, that's how the, that's how they get the questions for the judge test is judges right write them and submit them in. That's okay, pretty cool. So question. That one's going to be one of the questions. Did you know that in between the soft taco layer and the hard taco layer, there's nacho cheese and beans? That's probably why your your hard taco went soft. There's there are extra layers in between the taco layers. Isn't it called like a 17 layer burrito or something? I, I it's it's a name that's just as bad as national regional qualifiers <laughs> or what I, like it's it's the kind of name that doesn't describe what you're actually doing. Kind of like eating this taco. All right. It doesn't call? make Hang any on. sound. It's a it's a stealth taco. You can't even tell I'm eating it. All right. Cast. Do you have any idea what it's called? Or does it have it's a called name? the stealth taco. A taco. Obviously. Go up. Go up to the window and order a stealth taco. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll do that. So, all right. Question: How long have you been a level one judge? Um, I got certified a little more than a year ago. Okay. Like a year so and a month or two. Not a, not around for the lower one pre-release then. Uh, no. In fact, I wasn't even playing Paper Magic back then. Wow. Uh, Still on Moto then though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I stopped playing in paper uh, when the beta started um, for uh, three Moto. I, I started playing when all we had was seventh invasion, and then I was I was on the the beta when they added uh, the plane shift. Wow! So yeah, I only had two sets to play with when I first started on there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I played on on Moto until uh, version three came out, and then it didn't work for me. Oh yeah, so I quit playing altogether. That's why. So I, I kind of missed that whole block. I literally only have uh, Windows on my Macintosh so that I can play Magic Online. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah. I can also I can watch Netflix with it, but I mean that's a secondary thing. Yeah. Like, but, like I literally only like I went and purchased a copy of Windows. Yeah, that's right. I didn't even pirate it, boys. <laughs> I went and purchased a copy of Windows so that I could go and spend more money on Magic Online. Wow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Expensive. Sorry. It's right. really frustrating. The reason I asked that was uh, I wanted to know if you remembered the horrifying Richmond uh, rules judge decision where they decided that, that um, changelings oh. weren't changelings in your hand. Oh, oh yeah. for like the whole tournament? Yeah, yeah, the whole tournament. That was a mess. That was a... It was the one time only we could only ever play it this way block, and that was insane. <laughs> I yeah. was not very happy. All of the cards were messed up. It was bad. It was real bad. Yeah, I could see yeah. it. That, that would screw up a like, few things. Like, Renzron Vanquisher could only re reveal elves, not... Not changelings. Changeling. Like, Anyway, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. really weird. Yeah, it was bad. But anyway, regardless. So, what else are we going to talk? What else were we talking about today? We we're talking uh, about uh, sweet, sweet ass cards from this pre-release. And uh, okay, like my so favorite. Like, uh, yeah, let's hear right. your favorite. Let's, let's hear set. the judges' favorite. I want to hear it. My uh, favorite card is Spellskite. Love that card. I don't know what that card does. It's an O four. You can pay a blue or a Phyrexian blue to redirect any spell or ability to it. Or ability? Yes. yes. You can wow. make it tumble magnet itself. I mean, like master decoys were always pretty good. That's a, that sounds pretty good. Like, yeah. I mean, it's activated, but like, yeah, it's like, hey, nice tumble magnet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Check out my molten steel dragon. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's a sound that's staying on the. Does jack. molten steel dragon actually? He it does that. It does that when it comes into play How and when that? it attacks. What does it have to do with spells, guy? doesn't target nothing anything. like that doesn't target anything <laughs> when it tumble <laughs> when you try to tumble magnet the molten steel dragon that's going to kill you it's oh, like, oh okay. see, it's I'm like, sorry your your logic skipped a loop for yeah. everybody there you're, or did it yeah oh, yeah wow. you, were, you were two steps ahead of us sorry buddy, buddy. Uh. That, chris burroughs is always two steps i ahead. apologize that's see? how i think that's how it is <laughs> um i'm gonna say i had uh god what's the name of the card uh birthing pod in my Birth, sealed deck yeah, yeah, and pod, yeah. it wasn't very good in sealed deck like it was it was fine it did stuff and I'm pretty sure I blew out at least one of my opponents until I, like, I didn't realize it was a sorcery speed only ability. So, whoops. Yeah. Oh. And, yeah, he kind of just let me do it. So I did it. And, you know, that's that funny. Happened. Well, um, like, well, it's like at the Rise of Eldrazi pre release where I just played the, the uh, Flame Slash as an instant. Oh, at, boy. Like all day. Or just all day. Nobody ever called me on it. I was like, oh, like, I, I didn't read the card. I was like, oh, obviously it's an instant. Kill your guy. Yeah. And,. Yeah, so like birthing pot at instant speed, way too crazy. Wow, that was that's like, awesome. It, yeah. it was a really, really good thing then. And wow, like, yeah. I, I lost some games after I realized it was sorcery <laughs> speed and I started playing it right. Yeah. You Whoops. know, and you, you still probably should have beat me. You couldn't have called. Uh, what, oh. Me and Daniel still played in the second pre release. He put birthing pot on a, on a, was it? 
It's a Thundering Pteranodon is the name of the card. It's a four and two Phyrexian green that turns into that turned into in your deck a mall splicer. So it turns from one one dude to three dudes, which is pretty strong. And uh you you couldn't have possibly called me on triple removal spell. It was pretty sick. I mean, I I've, I was in love well, with my the, own Well, because I made this play, and then Chris Burrows was like, oh, okay, well, you're dead then. Oh, I'm well, like, no, dude, I'm like, a- dude, I'm at 10, and I have like four guys on the table. <laughs> Please show me how I'm dead. Please. And then he's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, tumble magnet that, shatter that, flicker that, attack you for five. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that one. All right. I guess that happened. Yeah. You're being kind of a dick about it no well okay it was kind of it was maybe it was a little bit of a showmanship thing uh yeah the, man, yeah, the guy yeah. next to me said uh well that looks really bad for you and i was like nah he's dead <laughs> nah he's dead yeah, i mean yeah, it is yeah. what it is whatever uh i drew with chris casby later in the tournament too so yeah really mm-hmm. nice tournament for me Sick. Um, yeah you had to play with two you had to play scrubland versus scrubland twice on the same day it was bad i mean clearly the like my birthing pod deck was not very sick so yeah. uh that, that being said birthing pod uh, has potential and constructed it has something you has feel potential like- i'm not saying it's great i'm not saying it's awesome i read gavin's article this week it was a cool article but uh just saying birthing pod has some work to do can you can you <laughs> give me some interactions that you like about it uh vengevine Vengevine, that's it. Yeah. Vengevine's into Baneslayer Angels. Vengevine. Done. Oh, wow. How about from... Just, no, just done. From that's, something that's the only Vengevine, interaction. So, from something to Vengevine doesn't happen? <laughs> I mean, okay, Nest Invader. And then I can turn my spawn into a into a bird of paradise. Sick. I don't totally know. Like, I don't like... I'm, like I'm, I'm having... Yeah, and then my bird can turn into another Nest Invader. And then we can keep, the, we can keep the loop going. Whoa. Yeah. See, but then you're removing that's all the a, crap that's from a your second, deck. That, I then, know that's whoa. a secondary loop from the from yeah, the, the the other loop that. How about right? a near superior? I mean, whatever. That's a deep draft. Don't. That's <laughs> no. well, whatever. Um, I I don't know. It was a, it was a fine card. It wasn't amazing, but it was fine. That's cool. I don't know. Like uh, what, Chris, well, Chris, what card stood out for you other than the Venser you had in your sealed deck? Nice uh, life. Let's, let's, nice. Not, let's not talk nice about life. cards from the previous sets, even if they were amazing. Yeah, yeah. Nice um, life. Yeah. What What was the best thing you flickered from the new set? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> Master Splicer, obviously. Master Splicer. Yeah, uh, Make, making four four golems every turn was pretty sick. But uh, something that I really liked was you know like. I was a, I'm a huge fan of all the removal from the new set, like, and I feel like a lot of it could could you know jump up to constructed. Like, guess verdict. Did anyone realize that's instant speed? What does that card do? I don't, I don't know. What it's card double is. black, cruel edict, and then the person that you're targeting loses a life as well. It's BB cruel edict. Yeah, target target player sacrifices a creature for real. Yeah, they made that card at instant. I mean, well, that's always been an instant. I thought it was Sorcerer before this. You're, you're thinking no, it was wasn't Chainer's it? Edict. Chainer's that Edict? Was, was that what it was? That one was Sorry. Sorcerer, yeah, Cruel Edict's always been that good. I apologize. Uh, yeah. Cruel was yeah. good. Yeah, well, you know, Guess Edict seems... Or Guess Verdict seems pretty sick it's to edict, me. So it's... It's, it's Verdict. It's, it's Verdict? Yes. It's uh-huh. Instant Speed. Yes, it's Instant Speed, Double Black. It's and an Uncommon, right? They, it's got to be an Uncommon. It well, may be. I'm not it is, sure. It's got Dict in the name. Yes, Dict. Totally Dict by this card. You get Dict. Yes. Uh, so, uh, as, as somebody that was winning, I, I I wasn't lucky enough to pull the, is it Dismember, the one that's minus five, minus five, for one in Black Black Phyrexian? Mm, yes, uh, Was that card, like, all over the place in the winning decks? No. Like, because, like, there was a lot of hype where people were like, whatever, slam it in that deck and it's going to be fucking good regardless. You just, you just... It will be <clears> in Constructs, <throat> but you have to draw it in your other shield pools, and I didn't see anyone throw it against me, and I never drew it in either of my shield pools. And I didn't even, I even paid okay, for someone so, else to play so in low, the shield so pool. So low sample size. Either. Low sample size. That's yeah. What you're well, no, I mean, law. It wasn't well, low sample size. Crowd, you know. I probably saw, you okay, know, I probably saw like 13 different decks throughout the day, and none of them had it. So, I mean, I mean, I well, maybe that's why they were I all losing so. so much. I mean, uh, when I got, I mean, doesn't hurt Benzer too much. <laughs> da, 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 I got this Planeswalker here. Look at me chaining my splicers together. <laughs> Sign the slip, please. Yes. So uh, you're, you're a big fan of the removal. Do you think? Uh, Everyone's a fan of the removal. You think Magic Within is gonna? I think that card has a real place in the new constructs. Like 
It just okay. I have dream I have dreams. I have I have literal dreams about like ether adapting the beast token I make oh, and God. like and like tempoing them out Green in the be, in the best deck. in the best way possible. Sounds cool. I mean, all I all I need is an avalanche rider and my dream like I would literally just like shoot under the table right that's now. That's two different kinds of tempo. Do, do you think there's <laughs> enough hate? No, you beast within Jace. their land. What are you doing? Oh god. <laughs> it's just stone rain. <laughs> oh god. It's just stone it rain. Is. I mean, like, rain. I, Wizards hasn't printed something that can stone rain in a long time. This is like this is legitimately something that can destroy lands on turn three. Okay, one of or my on turn two with a bird of paradise. Like that's that's significant. Right. One of my favorite decks from a while ago with, with the time spiral in the mix was uh this green red, you know, boom bust kind of uh you know land destruction deck and it had birds and it had the one three snake that when it hit a a player drew a card, I believe. It also had Death Touch. Then remember that card? Okay, it sounds bad. Keep going. It was uh, the, the deck was basically it based like on Fidian. It is. It's a Fidian, but in green. It's one double green. It was from Cold Snap. Oh, Ran Viper. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Ran yeah. Viper. That's that one. one. Yeah. Um, that guy so, was that guy was okay. It was okay, but that was one of my favorite decks from the from the time. Was it was just big red green, except you got to boom bust all their lands, and you know. On the the off chance that you just felt like blowing up one of their each of their lands yourself, and you know just you could just stone rain them over and over again with some other different cards in the deck. Regardless, I believe that there's a deck out there right now. There's a the there's the three two for five that removes a land whenever they play a land of the same kind they lose two life. There's also acidic slime. There's also beast within. There's also uh, ruin blaster. There's just a lot of really it feels like. There's a curve of land destruction. Okay, dudes. so so hang on. So the guy, what whoever controls the permanent that gets destroyed gets the beast, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So why don't we stop? Like, uh, you know, how, uh, Path to Exile was always like that. That like razor's edge of like, oh, it's got drawback, but it's got plus side, and people were always sort of on the fence about like where to use it but they could just jam it into a deck because they're like oh it always had plus side oh yeah i've passed so, my own walls a thousand times right so like you like you pass your own wall when it's not relevant you rampant growth yourself and you, you you know you get all these benefits does bees within have the same kind of benefit where you can play a very aggressive kind of deck that uses the beast as as something that that works for you like what if i just what if i beast within my perilous mirror and then cast a goblin bushwhacker there could be some incredibly synergetic like, that, deck. like there's a, there's a lot of like damage involved there. Well, let's not talk about damage. Let's talk about just uh let's bury them in card advantage. Let's talk about wellspring and uh, wellsprings of both kind moccasin. Mm, I wouldn't Icar. I wouldn't want to play that and construct it. You know, I don't know. There might be something past close rotation. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to play it against Callblade. It, this seems like the kind of card that is okay. Beast Within is to Maelstrom Pulse as Path to Exile is to Swords to Plowshares. Like, Maelstrom Pulse yes. was awesome, and it just did everything you wanted it to do. And Beast Within is kind of the same card, except it has this like weird drawback that you have to mitigate somehow. And Path to Exile was always the same card. Path to Exile got a lot of play. A lot of play. This seems like the same kind of card. Especially with, with the lack of good answers to... to Planeswalkers? To Planeswalkers, namely. Well, but there are, there are some other, like, card types that, namely land. That, like, if I'm just able to beast within your land, I, le I legitimately think that's a deck. Well, as of land right now in the realm of Constructed that's Tier 1, Tech Edge and Beast Within is just it. Like, tier absolutely Tier 1, that's it. Now that requires a lot of mana. Like you, you have to what, have five tech edge. To I'm not talking about to the two together. I'm talking about the two cards as themselves. Oh sure. Yeah. I mean, like the two of them as cards are the only tier one spells that remove lands. Now, I mean, like let's not talk about planeswalkers too much because there's a lot of planeswalker hate from the new set. Hex parasite. You know the the new discard spell that hits creatures and planeswalkers. Just like there's a lot of targeted like screw you planeswalker effects. Now that being said, besides the one black discard spell that hits a creature or a planeswalker, I'm not seeing a lot of cards that uh, that will beat a Jason Mind Sculptor. Like that's the one card that really screws it. But. Beast I mean, you, you don't scare it. Nah, but then they've already hit a brain, brainstorm, and I'm not very happy about so, that. So you're saying that you're saying that Hex Parasite is it's subpar. You you don't like it at all against Jates and Mind Sculptor. Every other Planeswalker seems great. I don't care if they I don't care if they plus I don't care if they plus two a Gideon. If so I've got enough mana to Hex Parasite it to death, you you think that uh, a four mana brainstorm is, is 
is, is like vi- is viable and really good. I, I mean, think it's good enough, and especially when they get a three three beast afterwards. I think that's pretty sick. Uh, I think that's awesome. Actually. Yeah, like if you're gonna beast within it, but like if, if you're if you're basically, I, I guess the question we're asking right now is: Is hex parasite good enough to kill Jace? It, like, is it actually the 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 one that's gonna kill Jace? Because like Phyrexian no. Revoker wasn't good enough. No, and, and we the, knew that. I'm gonna say no because, and the reason is that the turn that you cast it. Uh, you have to okay, so you have to cast it before your turn four if they're on the play, and then kill their Jace, assuming that they didn't plus to it, or you have to uh, have it cast on that turn and kill their Jace, wasting all your mana, assuming that you're not going to get screwed on your next turn with them just casting yeah, another well, Jace okay, and if, plus toing it. I think I think like, the the big drawback that that we are are dancing around here is. They resolved the Jace. They resolved it. So, right. like, basically, by getting it on the table, you had to answer it. And right. whatever you're doing to answer it leaves you it's in the hole. Suck. It leaves you in the hole somehow. Like, the best way that it could happen is the Hex Parasite has to be swinging in. And that means they've already seen it, so they know to play around it. So they've got the Jace plus two. And you haven't killed the Jace. And they're going to take five damage, and they're going to be happy about it. Or they're going to lose their Jace, and they're going to be happy about it because they didn't take yeah. five. Well, okay, so what we're, what we're seeing here over and over is that uh, it's it's straight back to Jace Wars. Like, like the new set is out, and we're going we're gonna to get to play all these cool new strategies and see if they can beat Jace, but he's still he's still the most wanted man. Right. And if, like, the, the, the Jace decks are still going to dominate. Like, if nothing else, the Jace decks will just assimilate whatever tech there was to beat Jace's to just keep rolling the mirrors or whatever it is that that, that, that ends up being relevant. Um, it's the reason why I want to talk about Artillerize. I Go really ahead. do. I think this card is very good. It's for real. It's three and a red instant sack an artifact or a creature, five damage. Now, five damage. Just think about that. It's double fling with the... It's It's very balanced because you have to pay twice the price of fling... For twice the number of targets you could potentially hit, so they can't just you kill your sacrifice. dudes in response, right? Oh, they can't. Or, sorry, they can't sacrifice. kill your guys. You sack guys. You're right. You're sacking as part points. of the cost. Yeah. So what the hell am I talking? about? I don't know about? what you're talking about. Uh, it doesn't the, matter. Uh, basically, the reason that I think Artillerize is really a very real card right now is the fact that we are now at a point in this format where you're not going to see any more new cards printed. M12 will come out. And it'll be legal along with M11 for a very short period, but I don't think it'll introduce a tremendous number of new burn spells to a format. So what we're really looking at here is the the apex of burn spells in the format. Right. There is not going to be a time in this format where there are a more diverse amount of burn spells. If you want to, right now, you can build the all burn spell deck. Right. And which is sick. Artillerize has some issues with it being the all burn spell deck because you do have to sack something in, in order to to kill him with how about that perilous mirror how about that perilous <laughs> mirror how about that zektar shrine token oh god that'd be uh, dirty i mean it, assuming that it didn't get killed right like uh, but i again, mean but you wouldn't put it through if it didn't if but it was again get it's an instant it's an instant so like there uh, i i'm more than willing to, to throw my goblin guide for five extra damage right the, absolutely this, this card has legs i really do anticipate artillerize changing the format i really do what's and, it cost it costs four. Three and a, three and a red. It's an instant. It, yeah. Like, I don't know if sacrificing an artifact is going to be relevant. Uh, I mean, it is in the limited it's format. It's relevant and limited, but, like, right now in Constructed, I don't see... Like, yeah, you can play the Icker Wellspring, but that seems like you're jumping through hoops at right, that point. Right, like, right. most of the artifacts that you want to be throwing are creatures anyway. How about the shrine? Unless tell, it's, tell me the sh- the red shrine isn't amazing right now. That shrine is freaking sick in my eyes. Can you tell me the what the one. Can you tell me what the red shrine does? It's two, and in your upkeep, you get a charge counter on it. Whenever you play a red spell, you get a charge counter on it. Three sack deal numbered charge counters equal worth the damage to creature or player. So it's just like it's like an incendiary. Yeah, it just charges up and you throw it to their face. Yeah, absolutely. I saw Brad Nelson deal 20 at the gunslinging. I I saw it deal 20 from his sealed pool to his opponent's face. So it's like a golden urn for damage. Yeah, except golden urn was way worse than this. Golden urn changed the format for a little while. It doesn't matter. Like, this it, is golden urn got, times golden better urn got golden. real hot for a little while. Right, you gotta make him earn it. But <laughs> regardless, <Yep>. yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, you gotta, like... 
the red shrine the reason it was so it, it is so amazing is because it doesn't just charge on your upkeep it charges for red spells does it charge for only yours or for both players yours oh so it's not like the insane tech for the mirror like right. it'd be like screw dragon claws let's just play this red shrine derp <laughs> <laughs> that would be freaking cool oh uh what so it costs three and a tap i don't think that would even be the tech it costs three but anyway whatever i content, do it yeah, whatever. Yeah, you bring, sure. you, you okay you bring in your dragon claws i'm gonna bring in my red shrines sure. right. boom all right uh it costs three and a tap to activate yes okay so like it, it's uh, that, that's kind of a mana investment at that point like this this it's kind of the top end of a red deck so i mean sure like does that like i wouldn't artillerize with that like that like hell no i wouldn't artillerize but, with it like but it doesn't seem like the kind of card you want to f throw with an artillerize <laughs> i mean i'd put them in the same deck though uh i wouldn't artillerize i think you're being ambitious ever. i think the fact that there are like if you just look at the quality of the red burn spells right now that we have they're very very high like we that just, shrine is is the highest is the best red spell it's better than a stagger shock it's better than a stagger shock it's better than a searing blaze uh, when it goes to their face, the two, like, you can't talk about one altogether being the absolute best, but if I had to pick one, it would be that shrine. Whatever. Lightning bolt. I win. Um, I win. No, it's over. Lightning I win. Bolt doesn't Ring kill the bell. I win. Lightning bolt. It's all, over. All four <laughs> lightning bolts don't. Okay. No, no. Yep. In, in all seriousness, all four lightning bolts don't kill your opponent. Not uh, to they mention. do if I reverberate them. <laughs> Gotcha. All four of them. Gotcha. Whatever. Sorry, three of them. You want to go to round three? Sorry. Yeah, sure. Okay. Round three. Yeah, round three. You had to waste a crappy <laughs> twin cast on that round. So, uh, literally, you, you like, Shrine is, is much better because Lightning Bolt has to hit some relevant creatures. Now, Caw Blade hits a lot of relevant creatures. That being said, the Splinter Twin combo that everyone is hyping right now is completely... just obliterates Lightning Bolt. You have to have double Lightning Bolt. Also, if Call Blade falls off the map as much as I feel like it will with the Sword of the War and Peace, Balakit may rise back to power. You also have to have double Lightning Bolt to kill anything relevant in that deck. I really wish I had some insane tech for round three in Lightning Bolt, but I can't make Lightning Bolt any better. See, I It's just, just Lightning Bolt. Like, I two like, for one you in round three. All right. I'm going to throw a Haymaker. You ready? <laughs> Bring it. Beta Lightning Bolt. Oh, gotcha! Oh, God, it costs money now. Gotcha! Damn. Beta Lightning Bolt. Oh, God. <laughs> What was I thinking? What was I thinking? I mean, like, How can I beat a beta lightning bolt? Uh, clearly. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Sword of War and Peace. Sword of War and Peace. Is it tech and... Okay, so... Okay. Three okay. mana, two to equip. It deals damage to... Pro-red, pro pro-white, pro all the other abilities suck ass. Who cares? When, when <laughs> dealing combat... No, 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 they don't suck ass. All right. When dealing combat damage to a player, uh, with when equipped to a creature... Uh, it also deals damage to target player equal to the number of cards in their hand, and you gain life equal to the number of cards in your hand. Now, okay, awesome. The reason that's amazing is in the call blade mirror. That's awesome. Okay. Well, you get to swing past opposing hawks. Like wh whether they're wearing a sword or not, this sword causes your hawk. Your hawk doesn't see other hawks, so it just gets to swing past. Right. And. That's that's amazing. That's super relevant. We're gonna start playing Spire Monitor. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, we might start playing like Deceiver Exarch. What? Well, what? turns? No, I'm just kidding. Or uh, something. <laughs> I'm stretching here. I, I'm, I'm looking for like a three X flyer at this point. That's yeah, not but it has white. to have a. It has to be a three on the front end to kill whatever. Exactly. Like I mean, like Amiria right? Angel doesn't even do this. No, hell and, no. and that's been a popular card in a couple of these Cobblade decks. Is, Absolutely, is getting all these other bird tokens. So pro white, pro red on a sword. And so you get to deal damage to the player, and then your extra damage can Go potentially, potentially kill to. the planeswalker. Yeah, right. Um, like you, have, like you pretty much have to surprise cool. someone with that. Uh, but you know, okay. So the real thing hang is, hang on, Topher, rules question yep. uh, or templating question, I guess. Uh, my sword has to hit the player, not the planeswalker, right? Yeah, I think it says uh, this. I think combat the damage to say, a player. Combat damage to a player. Okay, so you can't attack Jace and get the trigger. No hell no. So no. I have to attack the player and then kill Jace with the trigger. Yes. That's like uh, the other the other swords haven't been able to do that. The other swords have always caused you to need that choice where they're like, get my black green sword. Do I do I need to untap this turn or do I need to kill his planeswalker? Right. And I I mean, 
That's that's it kind of a, does the same thing both ways. Uh, you're right, was what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, one does it, one obviously there's some point which it does better. But you know, okay, so think about it this way: awesome in the Callblade Mirror because Squadron Hawk. Let's be honest, is the ultimate unmulligan. It absolutely is. Squadron Hawk? Yeah. Yeah. It's the ultimate on Mulligan. I don't know. I like a preordained on Mulligan myself, but mm, yeah, following it up with the turn two Squad Hawk is also pretty good. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You keep the one lander with a preordain, you use it, you see a Squad Hawk and a land on top, and then you just like do a lap around the table because you got there. All right. Right? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> wait, drawing those cards in sequential order would have been just fine, right? Anyway, now you got to preordain and make you sure. You got to preordain into it. You got to make, sure make sure. Are these mirrors going to be just annoying with the life? They're already annoying. Going back and forth, back and forth. Well, okay, let's look. I think they're not going to exist for very long. Now, the reason for that is if Red they're really awesome, awesome tech in the mirror, why isn't why isn't Callblade just going to be so much worse when everyone can play this card? When everyone can play this card that wrecks Callblade, which I feel like one of the biggest assets to Callblade was they could literally unmulligan themselves by squadron hawking into the full hand. I mean, so, so you're saying it, that you think the tech's going to be for them to just squad hawk into one squad hawk at a time? Like that's I mean, maybe that's okay. that's really smart play when there's a sword of war and peace on in the field of play, but it still doesn't make the deck like beat this card. So so instead. Do you think that we see a shift towards Stoneforge Mystic decks that are not Cobblade decks that are, that are like the green white aggro deck with Stoneforge Mystic to find the to find the white red sword to beat the Cobblade decks and then once Cobblade starts to wane a little bit I'm not going to say it will become undominant I honestly think Cobblade will find a way around whatever it is that people find to beat it and it won't take very long but like that deck is going to exist until the end of this format sure. whether we like it or not sure but. If a green-white deck with Stoneforge Mystic starts using its full toolbox to, to beat them, it, at that point, green-white aggro is an aggressive enough deck that can probably do it. Right. I mean, it, Sword of War and Peace just makes a lot of other decks more viable. So it makes Callblade a lot less well, dominant. it makes Stoneforge Mystic decks more viable. I mean, Stoneforge Mystic still has to be used, but it doesn't mean that the decks, other decks are less viable. Like, would you... Maybe there's just a better build. Maybe there's just a build that makes things, makes Callblade kind of crappier. I don't know. I, I honestly, for the first couple of weeks, see a lot of people going, well, I'm just going to take out this crappy blue-green sword and put in this white-red sword and then just gain extra value against the mirrors. Oh, absolutely. And and until somebody breaks it for me, I'm just going to, you know, and a shrug it off and, and move on with my life. A lot of the pros have already said that, you know, that's what they want to do is they're going to be testing these new things because they think they're awesome. But, you know, if at worse the end of comes the day. to worse, <laughs> if their testing doesn't, doesn't like shake out by the end of the last day, they're just going to go back to Callblade, switching out their package. You'd for be dumb not to. One Feast of Famine, one Batter Skull, one Sword of War and Peace, and they're going to be just fine with that. They're going to be real happy with that. And, you know, that's that's going to be the, the way it is for the first couple months. Of, I, sorry, first couple of weeks of this format. I'm going to hope it doesn't ha last for a couple months. All right, well, let's talk about the other insane card i guess the, the the card that's getting a lot of hype is the batter skull yes which is commanding a, a pretty ridiculous pre-order price as far as mythics go i think a lot of people are going to attack into a surprise one <laughs> yeah really yes yeah it's ha like like with stoneforge mystic yeah. in play like yeah you, you drop your stoneforge you go fetch a sword and they're like oh there's a sword coming and then <laughs> and then they get hit with this four or five. Yeah, big surprise, yeah. I mean, let me tell you the story about day one of uh okay, I'm gonna tell more Lawrence stories. I don't know why today. <laughs> but uh day one of Will Leaf Leech being in the format, someone thought seizes their opponent and is like, Wow, that thing looks terrible for me. Let me pick that, let me get that in your graveyard, and they're like, Okay. Put it Turns in play. out it's actually to deck a pod yeah, and like, nice life. Right. Like yeah. I mean People okay. Not everyone will actually be paying attention, but second off, you know it's it's still going to surprise some people because people are going to be used to playing what they're used to playing. It's been how long has this been in standard format? Uh, I feel like this card only functions with 
Stoneforge Mystic. Like, literally, it only functions with Stoneforge Mystic. For right now, because it's a five casting cost card and not a lot. I mean, like, Stoneforge Mystic itself puts that card out. Well, I don't see any other decks that can function. Like, literally, by itself, in a deck that doesn't have Stoneforge Mystic, this card is unplayable. Okay, think about it. It's uh, too expensive to be good. There's other ways to cheat it into play. Like what? The Forge Master. Right, right. But that sounds real bad. Would you really do that? I mean, no. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Why wouldn't I just find a Platinum Empyrean or a Worm Coil Engine or, I don't know, any other artifact? It's <laughs> a bigger surprise. Oh, oh! oh. I'm so, I, I didn't know we were going for the Flourish. All right. All right. All right. If I'm going for the Flourish play, then yeah, I'm, I'm definitely Forge Mastering into it. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the thing is, let's talk about Batter Skull. People are calling it the Mini Bane Slayer. But, with, but without Stoneforge Mystic, how much of a joke is it to play it against a Baneslayer? It's a total joke. Yes. Right? Yeah. So Stoneforge absolutely makes this more playable. Guess what rotates out with the Stoneforge just soon, just shortly after is Baneslayer. Baneslayer may not be in the new in M12, and just shortly after, Baneslayer goes out. That's right, guys. I, we're getting so far ahead of ourselves. We're talking about this the, the format after the format exists. We're, <laughs> like, going, we're going beyond Stoneforge Mystic into non-Stoneforge Mystic formats to keep talking about Batterskull. That's I'm, how meta we are at the Scrubland Podcast. All I'm saying <laughs> is... Batterskull is going to rock with Innistrad. Yes. I don't think it does. I feel like the card is unplayable without Mystic, joke. and I think it, I, I think that the, re- the reason that I'm going in circles here and you guys keep like bringing this back around... Like, it's not playable in an outside of a Stoneforge Mystic deck. It's really not. There are better options for the mana cost. For, for the cost of mana, like, I don't care what the cards are or what you have to There's analyze it to right now. There's nothing better for two mana at instant speed. There's nothing better. Okay, but then you're playing a Stoneforge Mystic deck. Like, I'm just saying. Like, isn't that what I'm saying? By the by, the time Mystic isn't, isn't Is around not or if you're not a Mystic saying. deck, Batter Skull sitting in your hand with no Mystic in play looks stupid. It really does. Okay. And I'd be happy to duress it out of your hand for you. I mean, absolutely. Feel free. Okay, I will. I, I'm sure you will, and I'm sure a lot of people will still be playing it because okay. not only is it, uh, as Ben Blywis said, the most overhyped card in the set. It but is the most overhyped card. It's also an incredibly strong card still, and it will sure. be strong. And what I'm saying is think about this card over the length of the format. Like, it's it's one of those, It's like, there's been a lot of cards in the past that have been like this. It's going to be strong when it comes out, and it's going to... And then people will realize kind of how not actually the, strong it right, is. Right, it's going to fall off the radar yeah. for a while, and it's going to fall even deeper off the radar for a really long time. So it's, it's one of those cards that's going to be really good at the very beginning and the very end of its lifespan. Are you going to pass right. it pick one? Hell no. No. But when See? I But when no. I pick it, I'm going to sell it immediately after the draft. <laughs> All right, pack one, Batter Skull. Pack two, Bone Horde. Pack three, uh, was my first pick, like a... Uh, sword of body and mind. <laughs> I need so I need something to make those cards like Kemba. I'll just take Kemba. Kemba, woo! Yeah. That's a pretty good draft. That seems pretty strong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You ought to win that one. Yep. All right. So uh, I have another card to talk about. You ready? Sure. It's Karn the Liberated. Do you really want to talk about that? I do, only because we have a judge here, and I don't understand how he works. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny uh, at the pre-release. Somebody went off with him. Okay. And uh, one of the other judges was walking by there, and he said, "Oh, you guys done? Can I take your slip?" They're like, "Uh, no. How does it how does it work when you we're, start the game over? We're going into a sub game or a, an extra game. I don't know what to call this anymore. Do we have to report this on the slip? Uh, it technically doesn't start a sub game. So what it starts a new game, and the old one doesn't count. Like so, it just like completely just negates everything you were doing before. Don't and, have to fill yeah. it out on your match match slip at all. Yeah, that." That game didn't happen. So, like, this happened at the pre-release, right? Like, somebody actually did this? Yeah, and the crazy thing is that it looks like the after effects of the game is over. Right. Yeah. Where both people are kind of... Both people are kind of despondent and chatting it up. Yeah. yeah. But, really, that's them trying to figure out, what the hell are we supposed to do now? Do you think you get the sideboard? (laughs) No, no, you don't. You don't. In fact, uh, one of the craziest things is the beginning of the new game the replacement game yeah actually starts while the ability is still resolving whoa so you start the new game shuffle up resolve mulligans 
Dang. And then you put the, uh, you know, just before you begin the actual game, right? Uh, you drop the, uh, the the things that Karn brings back, the exile things. You drop them back in there. If anything triggers, it won't go on the stack until upkeep. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you you actually start the new game before that ability is, is done resolving. It's on the stack. I'm, I'm already game higher that time. doesn't exist anymore. Pretty excited pretty about crazy. that. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Did we get to take mulligans? Yeah, you get mulligans, and the player who resolves the ability gets to go first. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty sweet deal. You you can you can mulligan. You get uh, beginning of a game effects like uh, the chancellors and does does <laughs> oh, does wow. Ka- does Karn shuffle into the deck too, along with everything else? No, he stays on the board, right? No, 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 not at all. He shuffles back in. Oh wow! Yeah. So, just so it would be pretty cards. fun to uh, to discard another Karn to Karn's first ability, so you get to start the new game with Karn. Whoa, that'd be rad. I mean, that'd be insane. That's a thing you could do. <laughs> <laughs> like how many how many non games can we play this, in this match? <laughs> so I, I guess the real question is like, does this card is this relevant for like real mm. Magic cards? Yeah, like for I, like real tournament Magic cards. Like, does, I think it's gonna is this actually gonna happen? Green. You know, like an Eldrazi green type deck. Yeah. But I, it's going to be a good card for that. I mean, I'll give you post-rotation again, but, you know. We're skipping to the future again. Right. <sighs> I mean, I, I feel like there are just better win conditions. Like, why do I want to start another game? Like, I, like even well, if even if I have an overwhelming advantage in that game or, like, your opponent just wants to scoop or whatever. But, like, isn't this, like, the the epitome of, like... They, like they banned divining top for the same reason. Like it just it it makes games take forever. Like isn't it, isn't it just smarter to like scoop them up and start the game over? Tell me this, Daniel. Or, do you like think, start a second game? Do you think that the game that we start over when I start with a five five in play is going to be a long game? No, it's not going to be a long game. But like if we right. only have fifty minutes on the clock and your win condition is to start a second game with like four <laughs> per- with whatever like three permanents in play, secondary and, secondary know, like, win condition. No, but like like, like, like the, the original the Charizard is, deck. The, the the fact is that like this takes up a lot of time on the clock and like you can legitimately end up with a lot of unintentional draws or one, like one zero wins. How about this? I don't want to see a format where this is the best card and then there's a lot of I, like one zero game well, like matches and I had to play that. to time every single round because my opponent wanted to do this. How about this? How much would you pay for two vindicates? One a vindicated turn for two turns. I'd pay seven mana for that, and you know what? That's going to be a huge part of this, especially uh, against control decks. That's what I would do. Like if there's if there's two permanents I can't handle, and I'm going to win with every other threat in my deck, then I would you know be like, okay, Karn, get rid of your Jace, play a Primeval Titan, get rid of your Gideon, you're dead. <laughs> like, it, just, it just seems like a, it, it's the very like flashy ability that they they wanted to like bend the rules of Magic as far as they can and still make it fun. Um, I, I don't know. I, Planeswalkers, like, when they ultimate, they're supposed to, like, have some kind of game-ending ability, right? Yeah, and, this is a game starter. I mean, like, this is, like, the game, like, it's a game starter and a game-ender. Like, it just, I don't know. Like, I like it. It's it's cool. I just, I really, I'm scared that that becomes, like, an actual thing and, no. and people want to start doing it more. I, I really hope that doesn't happen. It will happen. be a thing. I I feel like there def, there's definitely room for him in a format. It, it will happen at some point. And and seriously, I don't think that any game that starts over after Karn has gotten because you know think about it, he's gonna have to have at least two things from the first ability. Right. Probably right. gonna have three and something that you vindicated. Right. My strategy is to use Contagion Engine to proliferate him up a whole bunch. You think so? And just let it go off naturally. He's going to go off with nothing? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Hey, let's start this over, and I'll start on even ground with you. Well, like, I, didn't have an, I didn't have anything good to exile, so I just didn't use the ability. That's that. <laughs> I mean, screw it, right? Like, I like literally, like my board is like, uh, like imagine I'm beating my opponent down so hard, like he kept the one lander and he's just been discarding the whole game, and now my board is like a contagion engine in a car, and I'm like, well, what? Not okay, well, exile your planes, I guess. <laughs> like now, now restarting the game is bad for me because no, then see, you get you a good just, deck. No, like, you, you, you dis- <laughs> discard your second car into the first car, so when you go ultimate, you start off with car, and then you just be. Dick yeah. That uh, 
vindicates their lands. I'm trying to make this card look ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, you are ridiculous. Um, yeah. That's, I really. That's I know, true. I, it, you're worried about a format where it's it's going to be carn all over the place. Where it's like a real thing. I don't, like I don't think that happens. I think you'll see it in. I'll in play card to blow up your car. Ramp deck. Well, I, d- doesn't this just seem like Nicol Bolas? Like where where Nicol Bolas was like so expensive. Like he was awesome, but he was also so expensive that he didn't really matter. Like okay. he didn't warp yeah, the format. Yeah, but there's a difference between a you know three color. Yeah, but but like we've already a, said that that the number of decks that can go in is limited. Like I can play mono blue Eldrazi, but there's not a lot of incentive to. Well, yeah. that's that's something that I was arguing people with forever was okay. How much would you rather be playing Nickel Bolas than uh, Karn? Because you get to vindicate permanence and tick up. And the second thing I was saying is eight mana is uh, people were saying to me was eight mana is so much more than seven mana, especially when it's all colorless. So I mean, like it's huge. It's it's kind of huge. Like, it, like corn is definitely going to see play at some point. Uh, okay. Green ramp decks. That's, that's all there. That's, that's all there is. You know what? And I'll give you that. I think that's the number one place for it to be. All right. Fair enough. I I think that it'll see like it'll see a top deck. It'll see like we're we're gonna talk about it in one of these in one of these top eights one week, and what we're gonna what we're gonna end up uh, like finishing on that discussion is why like he could have just played other x other threat and it would have been just yeah. as good i mean I, like i will be first to nominate a karn deck pre-rotation as a worst deck of the week first <laughs> absolutely first yeah yep well where else does green get its its vindicate effects it doesn't yeah, i really. mean like it oh, gets it gets beast beast within, beast within. Uh-huh. I mean, you know what? Green's got two card. different Vindicate effects. It's a pretty what? sweet card. I, I would really like to see that card break out. And I, it's it's definitely poised to. It's competitively costed. It's an instant, right? Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's Vindicate with, with this drawback. So uh, Beast Within is similar to like Path to Exile, where we used to get we used to get all the best toys. We used to get Path right. to Exile, or we used to get Swords to Plowshares. We used to get Vindicate, and it was awesome. Yeah. And, and now we get these like callback versions that are uh, more fair arguably more fair and wizards hasn't printed something that can stone rain in a long time i'm mostly excited about this as a stone rain i understand it has bigger applications and it probably gets used in other ways i'm gonna use it as a stone rain now does anyone else see the deck like where you're like turn one accelerator turn two beast within turn three you know like Goblin Rune Blaster, turn four, Acidic Slime, or the three two that exiles the land. When they play a land, they they lose two life. Like there's a there's a, there. I feel like there is a land destruction deck, and one of my one of my favorite decks was for a while was the Boom de- Boom Bust deck from Time Spiral, where it was like Oran Viper and some other dudes, and you just gained card advantage and blew up their lands. So they, if you, it's like. That's why they stopped printing these Stone Raiden facts was because it was like unfair. Where you're like, hey, I have tons of card advantage. I'm always playing on land. Bounce effects are non-land too. Right. It, it certainly wasn't unfair. It was unfun. People don't like getting their lands destroyed. That's why they bumped it from three mana to four mana. Unfair is unfun. Mm, negative. Unfun is unfun. Unfair is something that they don't do. Like, no, <laughs> like, for, like, for real, affinity. no, no, like, uh, right, exactly. Unfair is something like Affinity or Dragonstorm in its height. Like, mm-hmm. Stone Rain is not an unfair card. Stone Rain is imminently beatable by, right. by pretty much every deck. You can Stone Rain me and I could just be having a, have a grip full of lands. Well, what you really and, mean and is not really sink care people anymore. Right. Like, but... they don't, like, uh, the, the fact is that, you know, we, we've moved on with our lives and, now we have demolish and it's got mm. oh check it out and i can blow up an artifact too or Sick. you know whatever but uh, the the fact is that like they moved away from stone rains for a reason people weren't having fun when they got their land stone rain right um it did lead to some blowout situations so uh, you know they they put them all at four and magic seems to be fair again right um and- Go- goblin rune blaster is the same way he only kills non-basics so he's uh, he's pretty easily beatable if there's you just so many play basics. non-basics even in two color decks. Right, now. but but the fact is that like a lot of times you can't get screwed off of just one color forever. Like if like if if by 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 making the restriction non-basic land, they they were giving themselves the safety hole of like, well, if it got too crazy, it, at least it, like if if it got basic lands, it might legitimately be too crazy. Well, I feel like the reason that they made this card available to be a complete Vindicate was because all of your other land destruction spells are creatures. 
So to be able to have a 3-3 that then blocks profitably against your turn for Goblin yeah. Rune Blaster and then can beat your Acidic Slime or your, well, or at least trade with your Acidic Slime and or your 3-2 that it's inherently, whatever. It's inherently like, balanced, yeah. It it, it it literally balances itself. Right. Some scrub's going to cast that and then die to the beast. I mean... That's me. And that's that's the, <laughs> that's the dream, right? Is, is uh, like, you, you get killed by your own card. You terrasted it on, and you think you're all big and bad. And right. And you, you know, give them three elephants, and then the three elephants rumble back, and you're end of it. Like, that, like you, you know, you, you feel kind of silly when you get killed by your own cards. And I feel like this is the kind of card that is breakable and in a good way it's not breakable in an unfair way it's just that you have to learn how to use it right and that beast within is definitely a card that sees play in a lot of decks but it should not see play in every deck and i feel like that was a problem like path to exile was the kind of card that really could just go in every deck right and some of the decks it got a little bit misused like the player wasn't using it right or they were you know being a little too ambitious with with their hey here's a rampant growth for you but uh, this is the kind of card that could bite you in the ass so absolutely uh, the, the the type of strategy that it should go in is something more more control-ish right and that's generally not what green likes to do right so you have to pair it with a color likes to be control so you're looking like green white decks green black decks and you're going back to genesis wave yeah like i mean like i would love to play this card in genesis wave like it sounds awesome in genesis wave absolutely because one of the yeah one of the biggest thing you're losing to is jace just because you know it brainstorms you into every counter spell you ever need so yeah yeah i mean it's just what it is what it is i feel like that's the best beast within is the best answer to jace and it still turns into a 3-3 dude for them, which is still can be pretty sick. So, like, I don't even feel like uh, it's just everything in this set is very balanced. There's nothing that's completely broken. There's nothing that I've seen in the new set that says to me, this is insane. I don't know. I think Artillerize is on the watch list for me. I mean, absolutely. And there are sleeper hits. That card is so good. I don't know exactly what deck it goes in yet, but we're at the apex of red spells right now. There's so much burn that... If burn decks don't get there now, I mean, because you can play, you can play, you know, uh, I guess it's forty burn spells, twenty lands, like the old school, old school decks. But I mean, you want to do that? You really you're like? Obviously, there's some middle ground of lands, but regardless, you can play straight burn spells and get there. And artillerize obviously has to be paired with some kind of artifact or creature, but it's part of the cost. You can't even. You, you can't even kill the creature in response. You have to counterspell it. And there's so many other things that you want to counterspell before you get to Artillerize, which is at four. You know, like like Stagger Shock? Like, that's four damage. It's, there's so many burn spells. Like, I, I really hope the red deck gets there. It's going to uh, get there. Last last card. Ready? Uh, the one and a blue counter target spell if they're poisoned. Good no. or not, good or no, not no, no. good. Last card... No, no, you're just saying you're just I'm saying not good. Absolutely right. bombing that right. and saying last card armed with ether. Oh, okay. What I don't actually know what this one does. Now this is this is my sleeper card for the set. It's a two and a blue. I believe it's a sorcery. And uh, whenever your creatures deal damage to their your opponent, they bounce that many creatures to their oh, hand. Oh, wow. Yeah. That many creatures. Or that many permanents. It's creatures. Oh, I don't like this card nearly as much. Like, it's I was not hoping awesome. this could be a complete blowout with like, like I could like signal pest blue and and like make it awesome. No, but but like in no. some kind of in some kind of like creature mirror where you've got access to blue, like let's reference uh like Hawkward where they were playing Seacrum Coasts, like because they were playing Unified Will out of the board. Yeah, like and and that being said, like the Hawkward deck as terrible as that was and as much as i hate it actually gets better with this set like a lot better i feel like in constructed this card doesn't get there like i like it costs three it costs two and a blue yes i don't like it like especially because you can't surprise it like i played i played my fair share of like cephalid constable decks yeah. which i liked a lot but that could bounce permanence if this only bounces creatures i'm not on board just not on board. Like it just it doesn't seem good enough. In limited, that's a trick that again is sorcery speed. And unless your opponent tapped out and Falter you, like, was a sorcery speed card. Falter won plenty of games in its format. And limited is all about creatures. Uh, this is a very different card from Falter. Is it? Yes. 
Falter Falter was a was a straight up you can't block and I win. Pretty this much. is this is a bounce some of your guys your like they can still block. Like at most you're gonna get what like one like one guy through on I mean, your alpha strike. Like you have to have a profitable board position and extra guys to get through to bounce one other guy. No, think them about behind. what color it this, is. This kind of seems blue. like a win more card. No, think yeah. about what color it is. It's blue. Okay. And most of your dudes in blue are going to be flying. I mean, or most of the dudes, or in, most of the dudes in blue cost a ton of mana. So by the time you actually make this happen, not in this set. What's the cheapest blue guy that flies? Uh, it's a, okay, there's, there's two the two drop. There's two two drop uh, unblockable creatures. There's the blight. He's 007. And there's also the uh, agent who's uh, two colorless. And is it two color? Yeah, two colorless. You can pay blue to make him unblockable. All right, live the dream there, buddy. That's I, I, two oh, different yeah, commons. That, Sorry, not, that's not the Im- dream. Not impressed. Two the different commons. Like shark. Not impressed. Yeah, the guy that looks like a shark swimming out of a wall. Not impressed by that deck at all. I mean, it's Honestly. a thing. It's a possible thing. Okay, so you're going to tap out and make this armed with ether card. I have, like, removal spells in my deck okay and for every removal spell it saves one of your dudes for every removals <laughs> for every removal spell you're tapped out so it stops one of your nice dudes try. from being bounced to your hand and how many dudes do i have let's say just well one. you're going for the phantom warrior into this on turn three play which um, no good. i'm not i'm saying this card doesn't seem good like it like it doesn't cantrip it's no this just, is it's, that uh, what is what i'm saying is this is falter this, this is falter is it's a it's a ground stall ca- card that, that beats limited formats it's and i'm the, saying it's the blue falter and it's mediocre now, a lot least. of people want to add this to a some kind of venser deck and what i want to say what? no this is from our listener requests is a lot of people want to add this to some kind of venser deck and i want to say that any kind of Venser deck is going to be an ag- is going to be not aggressive deck. It's going to be a control deck because Venser is inherently a control card. It's it's a you know uh, you know flip out your value charge counter or your value dude coming to play guy, and that's not going to be an aggressive deck. That's going to be a you know card advantage type deck, and I feel like armed with Aether. As it was in limit, as it should be in limited, and as it will be in constructed, if it is in constructed at all, will be uh, some kind of aggro deck with access to blue adds this win more. Maybe it's a win more, maybe it's a just win condition to their deck. Mm, I would absolutely play this in Hawkwood. I'm not excited about this at all. It doesn't matter how excited you are. It will beat you at some point, and I'll mm, laugh. Really don't think so. Do you think the Splinter <laughs> Really twin, don't think so. Do you think Splinter Twin Combo is going to get there? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely a real deck. Yes. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm going to spoil this on the cast. I'm going to say that the number one way to add Splinter Twin to the format is to put it in Callblade. I'd say that's the number one way. It's a pretty cool card. It's yeah. a pretty cool combo to put in that deck. Yeah. Like, like you, you you jump back into a more traditional Drago style cobblade deck and then you play the combo in it in addition. Yeah. And and you get access to lightning bolt and stuff, which is super critical because if you want to know the foil to the Splinter Twin deck, it's to play any kind of Soul Warden. They can't beat you. Yeah, that's true. The guy only has one power. Right. They make infinite guys, you gain infinite life, they attack for infinite. And you were and like, you, and you bounce, Ha-ha. and it's Such- actually, like it's you it's know a, the real the real spoil suture priest because they die when they right. combo exactly like it, it, they're, they're, they they put a serious check and balance on that one so if it ever got too crazy still got these suture priests suture priest, right. I mean I watched uh, uh, blood seeker wreck an elves opponent. Yeah, uh, I believe it. In, in one match, it was it was pretty brutal. Like watching the watching the elves opponent just like sit there with his head in his hands. Like the guy has double blood seeker in play. Yeah, I don't know what to do. I can't play creatures because I shock myself for every dude. I'm just I make. gonna die in this matchup, and it's Fuck. so bad for me. Uh, that that was pretty heartbreaking for that him. Sucks. So yeah, uh, I think that's gonna do it. Yeah. You oh know, wait, guys, hang on, I got this yeah, beer. You got a beer. Oh, tell me all about this mm. beer you're drinking. I believe it's very old, and it's chubby. <laughs> uh, this beer comes in a, a delicious green can. It's a scotch ale called the Old Chub. Um, thank you, Chris Burroughs. It is from the Oscar 
the, from the Oscar Blues Brewery. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, the, I can't the, read. Their, no, their font is all crazy. They How bad like, is the spirit they, made you go blind? Mm, <laughs> <laughs> um, does it have the blindness warning on there? I think Chris uh, Burr was made in his bathtub before he came over here. I did. No, actually. it's only it's only impaired my ability to drive cars or operate podcast machinery. <laughs> um, this beer is is pretty delicious. Like it's it's got a very bitter kind of taste. It's 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 a it's a very like uh, medium brown like uh, ale style, and I guess it's called a Scotch ale. Um, very bitter, a little bit like. It's just, it, it, it tastes really good. No, that's I, good. I like it. I like I like this beer. Um, it's the kind of beer I couldn't drink a lot of in a night, but I certainly. It, it, I think it's the kind of beer that gets better on tap, which is unfortunate for for this canned beer. Um, Since it's we, in we, can. we haven't done a lot of canned beers uh, from microbrews. It's a little un- it's a little bit weird to see see canned microbrews, um, which makes me think this isn't really a microbrew. But uh, <laughs> just because, like, canning things generally says that this is mass-produced. Right. Um, bottling is more of a microbrew type thing, so. Uh, the Old Chub is a virtual planetoid. It's like Sputnik. It, say, <laughs> it says so right on the top of the can. That's so, awesome. Um, kind of sounds like an inside joke or something, but uh, brewed in Colorado. So, uh, Conley and, uh, uh, well, this one's to you. It's, it's pretty good. I don't know well, if they've had this one. Oh, yeah. uh, all right. Like Since so, Casby's not here to ask, mm-hmm. how many Russian satellites do you give it out of ten? <laughs> well, just there enough. was only one Sputnik. However, I'm pretty sure that the Sputnik broke into like a zillion pieces. <laughs> so, so you're gonna give it a zillion pieces of one Sputnik? I mean, I'm gonna give it a zillion out of one. It's a pretty. <laughs> It sounds like a bad, like, I, I mean, it's it's just like space trash at this point, but, you know. <laughs> You're drinking space trash. I, I mean, like. All the stuff that burned up into Colorado yeah. made it into this beer, I mean, so. it's pretty delicious, so. That's what they make the cans out of. In, uh, lo- in Longmont, <laughs> Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> yep, that's where it's brewed. Colorado. That's the worst. That is the worst ever. Oh, man, that's gotta, we gotta be done. Yeah, I feel, I feel like we've gone on forever. Chris Casby never really showed. Um, what a, what a good for him. He yeah. he, te- he texted it's, me earlier. I'm trying I'm trying to give him it. shit, but he's he, he. It's okay. I mean, we got we got this robot to take his place. We did, and this this was an ex- excellent robot to make. Uh, Hickman, <laughs> no. thank, thank you for showing up. Well, thanks for letting me come on, and I, I just want to remind everybody that if you, if you are interested in the judge program, go talk to your TO, and uh, you know your local store is gonna get you in touch with the judge uh, also guys i want to re- remind everybody that uh the time capsule in chester virginia is running a super qualifier for the star city games invitational it's going to qualify two players it's actually a 1k cash tournament as well it's being run at a hotel in the area we'll put a link in the show notes for extra information if you are anywhere in the virginia area if you're in north carolina or maryland or i don't know west virginia if you want to get all saucy about it and go through the mountains we want all the hill people to come down and and wreck this hotel because this event is going to be big it's going to be really really cool um Come down, and try to win some money. You know, yeah, like cash for the whole time. We don't, we don't get a lot of local, local cash tournaments in this area. Right. So, uh, Hopefully I, we're gonna try I feel, and like, get I feel like it's making up for our lack of a national regional qualifier. <laughs> uh, you know, like, uh, finally we get to go to an event that's that's you know a destination event, and I only have to go like 20 minutes it's down a the destination road. here exactly like the destination is chester virginia which is very luxurious let me tell you guys oh yeah uh only an hour south of richmond virginia where the scrubland podcast is hosted so you, you know slow it's, uh, yeah it's a half hour no I, I take the i take the mexican train route <laughs> what? yeah <laughs> yep. all right so uh even though chris casby isn't here to pimp himself uh he's still taking deck list requests and where can he find that oh god uh chris casby he loves to get your deck lists. He's if if you want an exposition on your stupid deck list, uh, Chris Casby <laughs> will write you one with bullet points and bolds and all kinds of of lovely endearing Awesomeness. feedback. Um, that can be found uh, at scrublandpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're still using a Gmail account. Yep, and, and uh, it's feel- still our primary way of contacting people, and we don't care. So deal with it. And every week, we still take listener requests on Facebook. So find us at Scrubland Podcast on Facebook.com. 
so if you search for Scrub, you're gonna find the the television show Scrubs, That's kind which, of a first. which 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 I I uh, didn't realize. Uh, I, I was like, oh man, we're like right below Scrubs in the in the search box, and I was like feeling pretty good about that. And then I realized that the television show Scrubs has nine and a half million fans <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> so, I how, mean, how I th- many I'm, millions do you have? I think we're, we're we, closing it on three hundred. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take them on. I think we can beat them. Yes, I think we can beat Scrubs. Maybe, maybe in ten years when everyone forgets about that show. <laughs> Maybe I think Facebook has to die. Yeah, like I think I think Facebook has to get like completely wiped. No, absolutely. and then and then we have to keep going with our stuff. No, we have to hack the place. I'm just saying, like, there's no way that we have. No, I got scrubs. I got it. We just need Sarah Chalk to come on and guest host. Oh, dude, we can do that. All right, let, no, it's done. Done. It's, all done. right, let's absolutely. do this. All right, I'm gonna go get on the internet and like find a Sarah Chalk <laughs> website somewhere and. Yeah. But, okay. I'm you gonna, gotta be a president. Of the no, I gotta go. I gotta go. President. I gotta go. Okay, sorry, guys. Bye. All right. All right.